Coming up on the WAC Podcast, it's Championship Week. The Cross Country Championships are this Friday in Abilene. Colby Jackson will be in studio to preview that. Seattle U men's soccer ranked number 12 in the country now. The Red Hawks keep on moving up. We're going to have Jess Radford come in, talk some soccer and volleyball. And we're going to talk with the head cross country coach at Abilene Christian as they get ready for those championships. His name is Nathan Muenberg. That's all ahead on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner with Colby Jackson here to start the show. As we mentioned, Jess Radford will be in in segment number two as uh, Kendra out with a uh, bad ankle. I always say that she's not here. Oh, due okay. to an injury. I got so. concerned for a second. Then I'll see her like, oh, no, what happened to Kendra? <laughs> so Colby Jackson, who is uh, working with us this year, he's our uh, communications assistant, mm-hmm. and he is uh, overseeing cross country and some other sports this year. And Colby, right off the bat, it seems like we, we talk about this every year. The, the, the seasons just fly by. But here we are, the cross-country championships coming up this Friday in Abilene and the cross-country rankings coming out today. Let's start on the men's side. No real surprise, California Baptist, the number five team in the nation, picked to win the WAC cross-country championship yet again. Yeah, California Baptist has been real dominant this year, pretty much been dominant in the Western Athletic Conference cross-country role. They've won, I believe when I... The correctly, it was five of the last six men's championships. They're yeah. looking to continue that dominance here in the Western Side of Conference. Like you said, number five in the country, number one in their region. They're looking to back-to-back sweeps men's and women's cross-country championships. That's something that they have really dominated since they joined the conference from Division Two, from the get-go uh, under head coach Adam Tribble. They have uh, been competing for championships, winning championships. A few years back, even on the women's side, Colby, I was in Kansas City. They had a perfect score in the championship, which is the only time that's ever happened in Western Athletic Conference history, a perfect score, meaning top five runners all from CBU. That is, uh, that's like a perfect game in baseball. It's so rare to see, and that's the kind of level that they're running at. But on the men's side, uh, go ahead and run down those top five rankings. Yeah, so the men's side, California Baptist, obviously at number one. Number two, we got Southern Utah. Number three, are behind him. Utah Valley, number four, UT Arlington. And running at the top five is Grand Canyon. So a bunch of good teams there. They're trying to going to try to put up a good fight against California Baptist, the dominant team here in the conference. And uh, on the men's side, also some some good runners to, to look out for. And, again, we're going to have coverage on our uh, Instagram, on our social media. Uh, Colby's going to be doing some, uh, some pictures and videos, those kind of things. We're going to have a video that will recap uh, also the events of the day. But as far as uh, – if you're following along and uh, just uh, looking for some runners to look for, who, who on the men's side look to be uh, the top runners heading into the championship? Yeah, we'll just go ahead and start off on the California Baptist side. So a couple guys to look up for for them. Arturs Medves, he was there last year, helped them lead to the uh, championship last year. Same as Rikus Van Niekirk, he was there last year, and he's willing to help dominate again this year. And a couple other guys that aren't on the top five teams that were on the uh, Ticket Smarter Cross Country Weekly Awards, Kevin Byers for Tarleton State, he was a top runner at one of his events for Tarleton this year. And same with Jonas Sowers for Seattle U. He just won one of his events for Seattle U. So some other guys who aren't on the top five teams, they're looking to make a name for themselves in the championship this year. You mentioned Southern Utah picked number two. Of course, they were in the Big Sky Conference for a number of years, one of the top uh, running teams in that conference. Utah Valley seems to be the the rival uh, of CBU in terms of track and field and cross country in the running events the past few years. UT Arlington, 
uh, new to the conference last year, picked number four, Grand Canyon. Of course, they have the great track and field tradition, uh, winning a lot of WAC championships and that. They are picked fifth on the men's side. And for CBU, uh, and what's interesting here is, so we have the championships this week. They then go on to regionals, and you don't have to qualify for regionals in cross country, so everybody can go. But with the WAC, the way the geography is, not all of our schools go to the same region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it should be interesting to see California Baptist move on, as always. They should put up a fight at Nationals, like I said. Number five in the country, number one in their region. And Southern Utah, Utah Valley, they should make a good run as well. They're pretty high. I just had a ranking <laughs> up here in a second ago. Yeah, Utah Valley's men's 13th in the mountain region, and then Southern Utah was number nine in the mountain region. So they should put up a good fight as well. So in those regions, and you mentioned CBU being number one in the West, I mean, we're ahead of schools such as Stanford, Cal, uh, some some great running programs. Anyone in the Pac-12, anyone you know on the on the West Coast, CBU, their men's program number one. Yeah, that's crazy. They're number one ahead of Boise State, Stanford, Gonzaga, Washington, Oregon. Some big names you hear in other sports that are dominating those sports sections. So California Baptist being ahead of them, that's pretty big for them and, and for the WAC as well, just putting them on the map for us. One hundred percent. And as you mentioned, they're going to be looking for another sweep uh, at CBU as the women's pre-championship top five has the Lancers on top of that poll as well. Yeah, the women's race should be very entertaining to watch this year because California Baptist is very good, but I'll tell you what, Utah Valley will put up a fight against them. Utah Valley has been very strong for the women's side this year, winning five out of six meets in their schedule this year so far. And that's what's interesting about the cross-country championships and the WAC is these two teams haven't faced each other yet. So the first time they're going to see each other is on the uh, on the field which is in Abilene, and, and where is that going to be in case people wanted to, to go by and may, maybe they're listening to this, maybe they're in Abilene, maybe they're in the DFW Metroplex and want, wanted to go check it out. Uh, where, where's the race going to be this year? It's going to be in Abilene, Texas, kind of a couple couple hours west of the DFW Metroplex. If you're in the area, come by, check check it out. It's going to be a fun race to watch. Weather should be pretty clear. It's rain- From last I checked, it's raining pretty hard here in Abilene right now, but on Thursday and Friday, it's looking like clear skies and nothing too hot out there. Last I checked, it was highs of 81 and 79, so it should be good weather out there for us, and especially for the runners who are going to be out there busting their tails out there. And what, where exactly is the course going to be? It's going to be at Zoe Park in Abilene, Texas. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, it's uh, as you mentioned, should be good weather, but, uh, you know, it's October in Texas, mm-hmm. so you never know. So you probably want to bring bring along an umbrella or a raincoat just in case. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's supposed to be raining, I think, today as, as we get ready for the championship. So it could be, uh, you know, a little, little wet out there, a little um, mud uh, for, for the fans, uh, depending on where they're standing. Um, back to the, the pre-championship top five, CBU number one, Utah Valley number two, Utah Valley, uh, again, a, a great cross-country tradition. CBU women ranked number... Yeah, then CBU was number 12 nationally, and right behind them is uh, Utah Valley at 27. So there, we got two WAC teams inside the top 30 nationally. So it's going to be a good fight for the women's race. And Utah Valley, a few years ago, I was in uh, Riverside for the cross-country championships, and CBU was hoping to do the sweep that year, and Utah Valley was able to upset them on, on the women's side. So... You never know until race day exactly what's going to happen, especially in the sport of cross country. Southern Utah picked number three, UT Arlington. Uh, As on the men's side, they're picked fourth. And Grand Canyon, as on the men's side, picked fifth in women's cross country. As far as some some runners, I I know 
I was in Austin uh, back in June when I saw Greta Karanuskite finish second in the nation in the steeplechase. And I got to imagine she's going to be one of the favorites here in uh, Abilene. No, she's always going to be one of the favorites from CBU's Greta Karanuskite, Carlota Roldes. They're going to be some top runners. CB's got a bunch of returning women returning for them this year. They're going to put up a good fight. One name I want to put out there that will be a top runner for the women's Metro Jepkin Boy from UT Arlington. She's putting up big numbers as a freshman. In her four races she's competed in, hasn't finished worse than six. She's wow. got se- finishes of second, second, sixth, and fifth. And these aren't small meets that just have 50 runners. These are two Texas A&M invites and the Chili Pepper invite, the one hosted by Arkansas. All these meets, I think one had 100 and the other two had 300 and 200. So she's putting up good numbers and big, uh, big meets. Colby Jackson bringing the knowledge on the cross-country meet. Colby, I want to thank you for making your debut here on, on the WAC Podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk some soccer and volleyball with Jessica Radford. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. As promised, Jess Radford on set. Back in the building. And we're not going to be here long, though, because <laughs> uh, I am headed to Abilene, Texas, for the cross-country championships on Thursday, Friday. You're going to be heading to Riverside, California. Friday, I'll join you there Saturday. So we're going to be doing a lot of traveling the next few weeks. A lot of traveling. We'll be in California for 10 days. Well, you'll be traveling, what, 12 days, basically, back-to-back. Something like that. So... Hey, part of the job. It's in the brochure. We love traveling. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) One of the perks. Um, So Riverside, California, you yourself went to uh, grad school in California. Nowhere near Riverside, but back to your home state, your... you know, or I should Home say, state. well, in terms of your ID, I guess, right? Okay, yeah, my license is <laughs> my license still is in California. I need to change those over. <laughs> Apparently, somebody's driving around with my license. <laughs> that's that's a totally different story for a totally different <laughs> podcast. But uh, women's soccer, we have the field set, and I don't think uh, a big surprise. Utah Valley, congratulations to Crystal May and his team. Winning the regular season championship, they will be the top seed once again this year. Two straight seasons in a row, right? Outright regular season champions. Top seed, like you said, not surprising at all. This conference um, season, they've just been – I don't think they even lost a game. They won, They tied 2-1-7. No losses. No losses. <laughs> and uh, it, it's – what will be different in the tournament is, is there is no – there are no ties in the – WAC tournament in terms of we you can finish with a tie but somebody advances uh, via PK so it is a little different there also the number two seed California Baptist no losses in WAC play they go 6-0-3 and they get the the bye so they both are not playing until Wednesday had Chris Sissel on the show a few weeks back asked him about the value of the bye because they were of course wanting to be in the top two but then you, sometimes you have the Hey, a team can get hot. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody wins three nothing on Sunday. They get a lot of confidence. You're still getting the rust off because now you're playing Wednesday. You haven't played in, you know, over a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can happen as well. But I think every single coach will still say they'd rather have the bye. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's just you know time to rest those legs up after a very long season. You know, you get that week off. CBU home field. You know, I think they're probably you know less nervous about a, a buy because you know you're you're just used to your field but then that can also you know like you said 
be your demise if you're just taking a week off. But you still have practice. You know, you still have that momentum building up about a, you know, conference championship and, you know, that automatic um, NCAA tournament qualifier if you win. So I think that keeps the momentum going. So the those are the top two seeds. Sunday, the first round, the 4 o'clock Pacific time game, Grand Canyon against Utah Tech. And only six teams make the tournament Jess, and all six are, are pretty solid teams. Oh, yes. I think they've been on multiple winning streaks throughout this season. Um, Southern Utah, shout out to Southern Utah, their first uh, postseason appearance and I think 15 years as a university. Um, I, they haven't been in our league quite as long. Right, years, that's right? their second season yes. in the WAC, but uh, yeah, making it uh, for Coach Kai Edwards. They are the sixth seed, so they will play Seattle U, a team that uh, really started rolling once we got into WAC play. They finished 6-2-1 the number three seed, they will play the late game, the 7 p.m. game on Sunday in Grand Canyon. Utah Tech will be the early game. Uh, the winner of Grand Canyon, Utah Tech, will face Utah Valley in the 4 o'clock game in the semifinals on Wednesday. And then the winner of the Southern Utah Seattle U matchup will play number two seed California Baptist 7 o'clock on Wednesday. The finals, the championship for the cup will be Saturday at 1 o'clock, so a week from this Saturday. So uh, a lot of uh, time in between uh, games this year, which is uh, a little different. Oh, yes, we have the two-day breaks. Last year it was one day for you guys, right? It was one day, and uh, my first year here, there wasn't even a day in between. Oh, really? We started on a Thursday, played Thursday, Friday, Sunday, so only the teams in the in the championship had the benefit of the day off. Oh, Unless you, we had the buys on, on Friday. Yeah. But I thought that was always a thing. I just learned always. something new today. <laughs> wow. No, nothing has always been the case. Very true. Yeah. You know, I think as time go on, you know, people realize that student athletes need some breaks in between. You're running for 90 minutes, basically straight. Right. And, and you hear, uh, you know, coaches made, made the case, hey, this is the equivalent of running a marathon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're asking people to do it twice in one week or yeah. three times in one That's week. That's hard. So. They do need that uh, that little rest period in between. I mean, a lot of cramps, a lot of trolley horses, I'm assuming, back in the days. Which also could mean, uh, you know, hey, so we're going to be in Riverside, California. So we'll be able to check out CBU. I know um, I'm coming in Saturday, but Friday. We're going to March Madness. Yeah. Is it like spooky midnight, thing? Midnight Madness. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Midnight Madness. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's easy to confuse the two two M's. Um, midnight Madness, I think it's spooky themed. It's on Friday, Friday night. I'm actually very excited. Um I don't even think University of the Pacific had a Midnight Madness when I went there for grad school, but Norfolk State, we are Midnight Madness. It was so fun. So I just always love the atmosphere. It's always fun. It's a lot of dancing, a lot of what, I don't know if it would be a dunk. So is it actually at midnight? No, I wish it was. Is it 10 o'clock or what? For CBU? I'm not sure. Sometimes schools will have it at different, you know, they'll call it Midnight Madness. Yeah. But it's actually at, you know, 10 o'clock. Or oh, yeah, ours was like or, 8 or yeah, 10. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still late. <laughs> I think, how, what time was Grand Canyon? Grand Canyon. This was at midnight, I believe. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That seems so much fun, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, they. they GCUs looked lit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and CBU also known for having some very good uh, midnight madness. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, so, the uh, getting back to women's soccer, yes, Ticket yes. Smarter. WAC Women's Soccer Players of the Week, last ones of the season. Seattle U's Caroline Penner, Utah Valley's Sydney Bushman, and C.J. Graham were the Players of the Week. Penner led the Red Hawks with four goals and nine points as they beat Southern Utah and Utah Tech, uh, wrapping up that number three seed. Uh, she had her first collegiate hat trick in that win over Utah Tech, which Trick-a-tree. Utah Tech's been uh, pretty tough. Yes. Right? So so to get a hat trick against them, beat them four to nothing. 
Uh, Sydney Bushman, Utah Valley, has been solid all year long. I'm going to say not a surprise there. Yeah, they, she scores two goals, including the match winner, as well as uh, being a great defender during that matchup. And then C.J. Graham, the goalkeeper of the week, second consecutive mm-hmm. as uh, she leads the Wolverines to two shutout victories. I think it's just, you know, been some repeats. Carolina Pinner, though, her first one of the season, and I'm pretty sure we'll be hearing that name very often throughout the tournament this uh, upcoming week. So I'm very excited for Seattle U. They've been red hot, <laughs> real yeah, hot. Yeah. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see their journey throughout this tournament. And I just think all six of these teams are worthy. It'll be very, very good games. In Seattle, you Southern Utah, of course, played last week. Mm-hmm. And so now they match up again in the tournament in the first round, which uh, seems to happen uh, quite a bit as as we go through these. And you can catch all the action on those on ESPN+. Plus. We're going to have Braden Bell, Mary Kay Morrow on the call. And uh, we're looking forward to bringing you that production. Men's soccer, we're going to be wrapping up the regular season this upcoming weekend. And... There's, there's a lot to be determined in on the men's soccer side as well. Yes, we still have Seattle U at the top. Seattle U already clinched, right? Seattle U and CBU. Uh, they have clinched spots in the tournament. That, that is correct. They yes. can wrap up, I believe, the conference championship potentially uh, on Thursday. Seattle U number 12, 12. in the country. Sheesh. In the latest rankings, they're 5-0-1 in the WAC. They're 10-2-3 on the season, riding a three-match win streak. California Baptist, number two right now. Now, men's soccer, they're going to be at UNLV for their tournament. UNLV currently number four in the WAC uh, with 11 points. Utah Tech at number three. San Jose State is number five and Utah Valley at number six. Right now, Grand Canyon would not be in the tournament, which is a bit of a surprise from the preseason rankings, but uh, still a lot to be determined as they're only a point behind Utah Valley, three points behind San Jose State, so they could play their way in to the tournament uh, with a good week of a play. They play at oh, Air Force and Utah and Valley. At Utah Valley. So that Utah Valley matchup potentially could determine who gets that uh, sixth seed or might not. Yeah. <laughs> as we find out, <laughs> we, we try to plan for all these things, and it's like, oh, that, and then that turns out, you know. Not too, but it's always what you least expect. I feel like <laughs> you think you know all these scenarios that we come up with by week by week basis. You know who who will make it. We always track these things, and it's like, all right, you know this scenario seems likely, and then next you know, gone off the list, <laughs> cross it off. <laughs> uh, take it smarter, whack men's soccer players of the week. Lewis Mueller from California Baptist. We've uh, said his name a few times on the show. Utah Valley's Ken Bellini is the defensive player of the week. And California Baptist, Nolan Premack. Here's another guy who uh, we, we mentioned quite a bit on the show. He is our goalkeeper of the week. Mueller uh, earned a second conference weekly honor after notching a pair of goals in an unbeaten week for CBU, whereas Bellini uh, for Utah Valley. Uh, went the distance in their 4-0 win against Utah, UTRGV, uh, which again put them in position to potentially make the WAC tournament. And Nolan Premack, we saw uh, one of our top plays this week. He had a save. Uh, then he, uh, Thomas Beecham was able to help him out. And uh, so they're playing UNLV. He makes the save. The, the UNLV player gets the ball back, tries to score again, and the midfielder actually was able to head the ball out oh. behind the goalkeeper. Fantastic play. It was our number three play of the week. Number three? Something like that should be number one. It, well, you know, we had, we had a really good play um, from Tarleton, their, their women's soccer goalkeeper, Michaela. can't remember her last name right now, so putting me on the spot here, but she yes. – Michaela Kendall. Yes! Michaela Kendall, and she did – 
back-to-back saves on her own. So they. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. You know, because I was not in the voting this week. <laughs> we, we had limited participation <laughs> in our uh, look behind the curtain here. I always send out, hey, uh, let me know what you think of these plays. You know, please rank them. You know, try to give them like six to ten. And uh, some people ride on it. Some people, uh, you know, I'm always usually on it. Usually, on yeah, it. I'm gonna say I'm usually on it each week. And I don't know. I guess 11 a.m. just fly by. And next, you know, there's there's a lot going on as we have two championships exactly. uh, starting this week. So next, um, you know, they were on Twitter, and I said, oh, it's been decided. <laughs> so <laughs> my time so, was so up. that play, and then also we had a great. Uh, it was three defensive plays that were our top plays. So it was uh, it was the play by. Uh, Tarleton. Then we had the play by Grand Canyon. Deer Jackson. Jackson. I saw that. Okay, that was yeah. going to be my number one vote. Yeah, that, 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 that was, was a good one. That was really good. And then we had the the, the Premac and uh, Thomas Beecham play. So three outstanding defensive plays for our plays of the week. Uh, volleyball. We got a couple weeks left to go here, but uh, kind of the the same song we've been singing uh, the past few weeks. Stephen <laughs> F. Austin. Now ten wins in a row. They are ten and zero. In whack play, twenty-one and three overall, Jeez. and they are just uh, rolling. They get a, a couple of more sweeps against Tarleton and Abilene Christian. Uh, well, that was two weeks ago, and then they beat Utah Tech, Southern Utah, three to one uh, this past weekend on the road. They're going to be back on the road this weekend against uh, UTRGV and UT Arlington. That UTRGV matchup, that uh, in terms of uh, you know potential stubbing of toes, yes. if you will. Uh, UTRGV, the number three team in the league. They're eight and two, always tough at home. But uh, Stephen F. Austin again rolling right now. So that'll be a fun one to watch. Uh, I believe that's on Thursday. Yeah, you know what I love those people have been taking some sets off of them though. They've been fighting hard. They've been fighting back. They haven't been sweeping um, as much. I think in this <laughs> second half of conference play. So I love to see that this weekend. It's like you know, don't go down without a fight. We love it. Fight back. <laughs> Win some sets. I love a five set thriller. You know. Coming down to the wire, five sets are always fun. But and SFA has already clinched a spot in the WAC tournament yes. with a couple weeks left to go. Grand Canyon uh, should be in that position uh, at some point th- this week as well. They will be hosting both Utah Tech and Southern Utah. They're at nine and one. UTRGV could also be in that boat, uh, potentially clinching a spot this weekend as they are at eight and two. And then we got uh, some ties. A little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a log jam between you know. Four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, and then uh, Tarleton right now on the outside looking in, but they're only a game back. So uh, it um, that that's always interesting when you get into those uh, those seedings because you know when, when you're like four, four, fives, you know, mm-hmm. that could be the difference between playing the four seed and playing Stephen F. Austin in the first round. Oh, you know, most definitely. And I feel like um, UTA and Abilene is definitely on the climb. Uh, I feel like UTA could have been higher, but, ooh, who upset them basically kind of? Utah Tech this past weekend. I think they came from behind, won in uh, five sets. So they won three to two against UTA. Um, so bumped them up a little bit in their rankings and um, in their standings. So that was good. That was a good one for Utah Tech. So a lot to, to be determined in volleyball. So that, uh, that'll that be a couple weeks away here in Orem. So want to uh, thank Jess for uh, taking some time out on this very busy week. So busy, but so good. <laughs> Speaking of busy, we're going to talk uh, with Nathan Muenberg, the ACU cross-country coach, uh, as they get ready to host the WAC cross-country championships. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. 
Peace out, guys. Yes. <laughs>
and so we, you know, we, we train, um, frankly, you know, what I'm telling my guys is, is don't worry about them because, because they're just that good. Um, and, uh, and, and in our sport, you know, we're, you know, they're going to pace the race, I assume. Um, and, and we're going to, you know, stick on as, as best as we can. Right. So, um, yeah, seeing a lot of teams that we haven't seen before, uh, but that's, but that's the case anywhere. So we, we went to Chili Pepper, um, other teams, you know, we, we saw a few other t- of our conference, uh, schools at Chili Pepper, um, you know, and, and, and every team is seeing new, new squads. Right. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a little bit of unknown there. Um, but at the same time, you know, racing is racing. Uh, and, and I think everyone's going to be, you know, ready and willing to step up and their team's ready to step up for, uh, for a championship. Uh, when you run for trophies, it makes it a little bit more, uh, more exciting, right? Coach, in terms of your team specifically, who who are some runners if some people uh, are going out to the race on Friday and they, they want to see some, uh, and they're from Abilene and they want to see some uh, great uh, runners from ACU. Who who do you see uh, leading the pack for the Wildcats on Friday? Yeah. So uh, on our men's side, um, I see uh, Kevin, um, our number one guy, he's, he's paced us all year, uh, has put in a really good, just block of training um, and, and, and his workouts are continuing just to, just to be exactly where they need to be. Um, so our, our team motto is, uh, you know, to be ready when it counts. Um, and this is when it starts counting, right? So, um, the peak is, is there, um, you know, ready to roll, uh, you know, legs are feeling good. Um, and, uh, you know, on the men's side, that's what we're looking at. Um, on the women's side, um, Caitlin Caldicutt is, is a girl that, uh, has continued to come on for us. Um, you know, she's, she's dropped minutes off of her 6k time, um, from last year to this year. Uh, and so it's been a kind of a success story for us, for her. Um, but our women's team doesn't have, you know, last year we had Irene Rono running for us and, and she was a very low stick. Uh, we just don't have that on our women's seat, uh, time, um, this year. And so we, uh, we just try to pack run as best we can. And we've had one of the best spreads. Um, you know, I think we had the second best, uh, spread at chili pepper from our number one runner to our number five runner. Um, and so that's kind of what you know, the motto is on our women's side. And then we, we just try to do as best as we can with that on our, on our men's side too. So um, yeah, for the Wildcats, we're, we're, we're excited. We're excited to host a, host a championship and, um, and, you know, see what we can do. Hey coach on the women's side as well. It, it would seem that CBU is also going to be the, the team to beat uh, the defending champs. Years back, I uh, was in Kansas city when they had a perfect score at the uh, WAC mm-hmm. championships, which, I was trying to tell somebody that's like pitching a, a perfect game in baseball. I mean, you never see a perfect score, especially at a championship in the, in the sport across country. Um, I imagine that's going to be uh, the, the team to circle. And then also Utah Valley, uh, I believe, has, has been mm-hmm. in and out of the, the top 25 this year. So, again, going back to the strength of cross country as a sport in the WAC. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the women's side, again, uh, CBU is doing, doing a great job. Um, and, uh, and, and Utah Valley, um, I mean, they had, uh, I don't think she's running this year. Um, I think she's graduated, but the, the, they had the national champion 10 K runner, um, in, in outdoor, outdoor track. So, um, the, uh, the quality of distance, um, from the WAC is, is just, it's really good, um, on, on the women's side as well. Um, and yeah, and then, so, you know, those, those top end schools, right. Uh, th- that, you know, CBU and some of those, uh, Utah schools, um, you know, they're able to come down and, and, and they're going to be able to run really fast here in, in Abilene. Um, and then from there, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where, um, and there's a, there's a pack of 
uh, of teams right there, right behind them um, that are going to be, you know, fighting for spots. I, I, I don't, I looked at the, the results last year and the, and the spread of points is very little. Um, so every spot counts and, and yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun to see who kind of comes out on top um, probably after uh, you know, that, that CBU and some of those Utah schools. Yeah. Greta Karanuskite from CBU was second in the uh, steeplechase in Austin mm -hmm. uh, last year, and she's back running for the Lancers as well. If people are coming out uh, to the meet coach, what, uh, what, what are some recommendations you might give? I know uh, uh, as far as, watching cross country is maybe a little different than, yes. uh, you know, going to a football yeah. game or something like that. Um, people tend to, to move around a little bit. And, and as far as the course goes, are, are there some good vantage points for, for fans and spectators? Yeah. So, um, so, so two things, right. So we have live, live uh, results happening. Um, run far timing system is, uh, is doing it and they do some of the best, uh, you know, timing and, and, and we'll have 2k splits. Um, so every 2k for, for 8,000 meters for the men and 6,000 meters for the women. Um, and what we'll do uh, as well, you know, for people that are at the course, I mean, again, 2k loops is, is really good and you're able to see, you know, probably more than almost half of the race, just, just standing in uh, right by the finish line. Um, and so that's going to be a really fun, you know, environment. It's a really spectator friendly course there um, that we're, uh, that we're, you know, be able to, able to provide here in Abilene. I also understand there's some good barbecue around town. Very good. Very good. Um, the shed uh, on, on the North side of town um, or the South side of town is, uh, is apparently the, the, the best best around so um i've been enjoying barbecue here uh since getting here from pennsylvania well awesome coach hey we thank you again for taking some time out on a very busy week and uh i'll be there uh, actually on thursday and friday so i'll be able to meet you in person and look forward to uh, attending the championships yeah we're we're excited to host everybody uh abilene training all right that is nathan muenberg head cross country coach at abilene christian university thanks for listening to the WAC podcast Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.